Is there a non-traditional Boy Scout in your life? Did your scout come home from a recent troop meeting frustrated because when the scoutmaster told him to bring his axe, he brought his new Fender Stratocaster, which was no good for chopping wood for the campfire training? And about that campfire training, did your scout get in a little trouble when he tried to apply what he learned about building a fire underneath the scoutmaster's car? Finally, did your scout get sent home early from the cookout at the scoutmaster's house? because he snuck off with the Scoutmaster's daughter so he could turn her on to some prime Skinnerd from his parents' collection? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Freebird parents, then the Skinnerd Scouts of America may be the perfect alternative for your non-traditional Scout. You heard that right, the Skinnerd Scouts of America. We, the Freebird parents of the Skinnerd Scouts of America, many of us former non-traditional Scouts ourselves, understand the plight of your oddball youngster. If he's got a little Ronnie Van Zant in him, we realize it's even more challenging, especially if he's kicked every ass in the scout troop. But now, thanks to the Skinner Scouts, there's hope. Stay tuned to the rest of this podcast to find out why. Okay, free birds, let's tine it up. <laughs> Hello, Freebirds. This here is the Freebird Yeller, coming your way from the little studio in the big woods, somewhere between Atlanta, Georgia, and Thompson, Manitoba. I'm here today as a guest of your trusted source for all things Skinnerd Reconsidered, the simple man, who's been generous enough to allow me a guest spot on the show in which he, the simple man, reviews the original recorded works of the legendary band Leonard Skinnerd. About a year ago when I first discovered the Skinnerd Reconsidered podcast, I asked a simple man if he might consider letting me host an episode about the one bit of prime Skinnerd he decided not to reconsider, that being the officially recorded live efforts of Leonard Skinner, specifically their 1976 album, One More from the Road. For reasons that I will get into later in this podcast... I had just at that time spent about a year listening to the accumulated live oeuvre of Skinnerd before their tragic plane crash in 1977. In undertaking that deep dive into the prime Skinnerd live works, official and unofficial, I came across what I believe to be the original band's greatest performance of the song Freebird ever. Some of you loyal Freebirds may already know about this live version of the song, but if you haven't heard it, then you're in for a big treat. If you have heard this version, maybe my guest spot on Skinner Reconsidered will give you a new and greater appreciation for this version and for the live prowess of the original Leonard Skinner. Or, if you think you know of a more compelling live rendition of Freebird by the boys in Skinner, I wholeheartedly invite you to weigh in in that regard at the various social media locales provided for the Skinner Reconsidered podcast. I'll get on there and debate it with you if you want me to. Now, as Marty DeBerge, legendary director of the rockumentary This is Spinal Tap, once said, enough of my yakking. Let's boogie. I got time to do one more. I want to feel it. What song? What song you want to hear? Tell me. I want you to tell them. 
one more time, everybody. All right, now let's put some grease in the frying pan, all right? Okay, Freebirds, we are underway. We're listening to the song Freebird, and Ronnie has just asked the question to which he already knows the answer. The crowd has responded, and he's sung that immortal line, If I Leave Here Tomorrow. At this point, you might be thinking, what's so great about this version? Sounds like all the other ones. That's kind of true. It does indeed sound like the typical first part of Freebird, what I call the slow and sad part. But as I've continued to listen to this version of the song, I've noticed subtle differences that distinguish it, I believe, from all others. And later in this podcast, I will present circumstantial, scholastic, and experiential evidence to support this theory. Let's listen to a little more of it, and then we'll talk more again. Sorry for the wind chimes. Some seriously fine tickling of the ivories by Mr. Billy Powell, Leonard Skinner's classically trained keyboardist extraordinary. This piano solo gives us probably the strongest clue in the first half of this song about when this performance took place. From what I can ascertain from the live versions of this song, when Ed King was still in the band, this section of Freebird featured Ed performing a guitar solo that fit with the overall tone of the song. Ed left the band in May of 1975, and from the live versions of this song I've been able to find, Billy Powell's piano solo took the place of Ed's guitar solo sometime thereafter. So, Freebirds, while you contemplate the fact that this performance had to have taken place sometime after mid-1975, but before October of 1977, let's hear once more from our sponsor. Freebird parents, in these troubled times, we often look to our young people as our hope for the future. 
But let's be honest, Freebirds, when you encounter your adolescent male offspring the first thing in the morning, is hope the first feeling that springs from your innards? When he gets home from school in the afternoon, does he barely muster a glance and a grunt when you ask him how his day went? When you roust him for dinner, does his attention waver until you're at the verge of tears, thinking back wistfully to the time you brought home that cattle pride from the local farm and feed store and wielded it at him as he lay there on the couch? His eyes glazed as he stared into his Game Boy or whatever it is kids stare into these days. Rest assured, Freebird parents, you are not alone. We too were concerned and frustrated with our non-responsive and sometimes even comatose teen. Your listless youngin' sounds like a prime candidate for the nation's fastest-growing youth organization, both inside and outside the short-term juvenile correctional system. That hard-rockin' youth organization, my friends, is the Skinner Scouts of America. If you can get that boy off the couch and into the Skinner Scouts' official uniform, blue jeans, the black gambler's hat, and black Live at the Fox t-shirt worn by Ronnie Van Zant on the cover of One More from the Road, then your Freebird offspring could very well be on the way to success. As a Skinner Scout, he may not learn how to tie a square knot, but no one will ever accuse him of being a square. He may miss out on earning a pulp and paper merit badge. Yes, the Boy Scouts have a pulp and paper merit badge, but he will learn the difference between digital vinyl and even 8-track. He may not learn the finer points of wood carving, but the Skinner Scouts will teach him how to avoid getting carved up during a barroom brawl. So, Freebird parents, what are you waiting for? Get up off that kitchen floor where you've spent the last hour writhing around in pointless despair and get that youngin' down to your local office of the Skinner Scouts of America. It's probably located just off the alleyway of the closest honky-tonk. Just come on in and go in the direction of the cigarette smoke. You'll find the local Skinner Scouts den mother in the back room typing away on that week's meeting minutes while she chain-smokes Pall Mall red cigarettes. God bless her. At a time like this, Freebird parents, America's youth could use a shot in the arm. So let's get a hold of these wayward punks and put some Skinner in them. Okay, Freebirds, let's turn up the heat on that grease in the frying pan and prepare to take flight into the realm of the bird that flies free and the guitar players come in threes. The three being, in this case, Alan Collins, Gary Rossington, and Steve Gaines. Keep your ears on the bass playing of Leon Wilkinson as well here, Freebirds. His masterful and at times thunderous fretwork, combined with Artemis Pyle's steady and propulsive beats, are truly the wind beneath the wings of this here free-flying bird. How about you, Billy Powell adds the perfect touch of piano flavoring to the mix as the song progresses, and last but not least, lead singer, conductor, and drill sergeant Ronnie Van Zant, his feet bare, his black gambler's hat clamped down, and his voice silent during this instrumental extravaganza pushes his charges higher and higher. One last point before we take off, Freebirds. I, the Freebird Yeller, do solemnly swear that I witnessed this performance in person 
during its actual recording when I was 15 years old. Okay, buckle in, Freebirds, and please return your seat backs and tray tables to their original upright positions for this, our ultimate ascent into Freebirddom. Take it away, boys.
That sound you just heard is Leon's bass guitar begging for mercy because he has slain that beast. Here comes one of the longest song endings in rock and roll history. And there you have it, Freebirds, a great band at the end of a great night. The crowd kept cheering well beyond the end of that recording, chanting for one more song for a solid five minutes. But the boys weren't coming back out, and that meant the original incarnation of Leonard Skinner had played their final note in their adopted hometown of Atlanta, GA. The original band, the true Leonard Skinner, would not be scheduled to perform in Atlanta again until November of 1977, a month after the release of their final album, Street Survivors. We all know what happened the week that record came out in late October of 1977. So that meant Ronnie Van Zant, in the performance you just heard, had sung his final song in the city where he and his band were discovered and signed 
to a record deal with MCA just a few years before. The original Leonard Skinner would not pass this way again, but they went out with a hell of a bang. By the time they returned to the stage for their encore that night, Friday, July 9th, I think they already had a suitable rendition of Freebird in the can. In fact, I know they did because that's the one they used for the album that came out. That's the one that begins with Ronnie asking his inimitable question about what song Chew want to hear. For that final encore, they played Crossroads first, then they made their final attempt to summit the mountain known as Freebird. That's why I believe they went for broke. They just played three of the most crucial gigs of their existence as a band. To paraphrase Bill Murray from Ghostbusters, they came, they saw, they kicked its ass. This was Hank Aaron launching number 715 over the Atlanta Fulton County fence. Herschel Walker bulldozing Bill Bates on the way to the Tennessee end zone. And James Earl Carter from Plains, Georgia, receiving the Democratic nomination for president just a few days after these concerts. And then that same James Earl Carter from Plains, Georgia, being elected the 39th president of these United States in November. The live album that resulted, One More From The Road, pushed Leonard Skinner into its highest orbit yet after the album's release that September. And the rest, my Freebird friends, is history. I have a lot more to recount from these years, Freebirds, including but not limited to my presence at these shows, the great childhood buddies who were there with me, the adventures we had and the series of events that led to us being on hand in early July of 1976 for these three climactic shows. And that's why I'm writing a book, which I hope I'll have finished and in print by sometime in 2021. With that hopeful promise, Freebirds, I bid you farewell for now. I salute the simple man for flying that prime Skinnered flag as he has done so well and expertly these many months. And I thank him again for allowing me to crash this podcast. Keep playing it pretty for Atlanta, Freebirds. <laughs>